0: From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio.
1: Spotlight.
2: Come here, let me look at you. Spotlight. I want to keep digging. Welcome to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing, and the brand identity theorist. And today is our Halloween edition of the show, and we are joined by Stephen Silverstein, who comes on our show every single year, and we love to have him. He's the CEO of Spirit Halloween, which is a very interesting pop-up model, so we never know where the spirit is going to be from year to year. <laughs> Sorry, Barbara,
0: are you are you sucking on a lozenge? <laughs> Is that what you're doing? Okay, because I just wanted to make sure I didn't know if this was like a special Halloween voice that you were doing well, just mean, for this show. I mean, this talk about Halloween, and I wanted
2: candy. Yeah, I know, right? So
0: you couldn't even wait, right? I can't but wait. nonetheless.
2: <laughs> but Stephen, don't let that stop you. Yeah. Um, tell us, tell us what you're doing today for uh, this year. That's different with Spirit, and how hard it was to get all your shows up, to, uh, all your stores up to speed this year. And yeah. just tell us what's going on with the Spirit model. Well,
3: first let me say. <laughs> Hey, guys, it's that time of year. Yeah. We're here and we're back love it. Love it. Look forward to this every year.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you know, uh, this is actually, believe it or not, here's 40th anniversary.
0: Wow. wow this,
3: is the, this is the 40th time we've done this. Is Actually done one of these. Wow. Um, and it never gets old. And, uh, you know, the great thing about, I know you love, the, we call love to call the pop-up model. I call it a hybrid model because mm. we're, Physical two months a year, but we're uh, virtual the other 10. So we're 24 7, 365 Halloween. Mm -hmm. But what I love about it and what's so exciting is every year you get to do it all over. You throw it all in a box (laughs) and you recreate it and you uh, rethink it and reimagine it every year. Uh, So this year's, uh, you know, we never fail to. we always want to create a uh, you know, an exciting, enticing uh, shopping experience that people will talk about. Because, honestly, that's some of our most powerful form of marketing. Mm. Uh, and this year's theme is Spirit Hollows. And so all of our various uh, interactive animatronics and scenes are set in a cemetery. And we have all of our colorful friends uh, as residents. Um, and one of the things we do over the years has really been kind of fun. Is we throw Easter eggs in each one of these each year, sort of references mm. for the fans to kind uh, of remember, uh, you
2: know, the headless horseman or, or various things that we've carried in the
1: past.
0: Nice.
2: So you have so the theme this year is what did you say? Cemeteries. Spirit, spirit hollows. Oh.
0: Spirit hollows. Spirit hollow. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So we have a mausoleum. Oh wow! And uh, in the mausoleum are some of our old, uh, you know, sort of ancient past uh animatronics mm. um we've got a number of things in there uh we've got a, the from um mars attacks uh ah. we got uh, yeah that's a great that's a great he guards the mausoleum gotcha um then we've got another killer clown in the back he's guarding the back mm-hmm. um and a lot of other fun surprises so it's it's great for the kids great for the whole family
2: so um I know I've asked you this before and I know it's hard to do because you plan these these costumes so far in advance that you can't be so trendy. So but I wonder how you help facilitate it. Like I read everybody wants to be Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey (laughs) this year. And I know you couldn't have planned for that because who could have planned for that romantic entanglement. Right. But what do you do to help? um, (laughs) What do you do to help people get ready for those when they come in with creative ideas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. There's there's
3: nothing more newsworthy than uh, a great tight end than a, a great <laughs> or, uh,
0: and a pop out. star and her legions of Swifties, as it were. Yes.
3: It, it, I, I just I don't know. If you saw that dance she did uh, this weekend.
0: I <laughs> did. I mean, that was crazy. Anyway,
3: yeah. Right. So we have uh, some bling inspired by uh, Miss Swift. I have to admit, oh. uh, we've got some football jerseys that you mm. can do yourself. Uh, And turn into 87. I I don't say that we anticipated that, but we do sell uh, some blank jerseys. So people can be very creative with Halloween. But then on the other hand, you know, those people who want to just be, uh, you know, a version of Barbie. Uh, you know, it's in the Barbie World now. So, have, uh, so we've interesting. All, all kinds of things. Uh, interesting. So yeah, there's going to
0: be a lot of Swifties out there, though. Very cool.
2: Yeah, they did say Barbie was going to be really big this year. Do you have a big Barbie section in your? Uh... Oh
0: dear. <laughs> we,
1: we,
3: we have a, a huge Barbie section, interesting. and uh, it certainly uh, has taken the world by storm. Mm. That's the number one women's directed movie ever. $1. Yes. $4 billion dollars at the box office. Yes. Yes. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you saw it, but it really was quite an interesting, fun movie. Yes. Um, as, as fun, probably more fun for the adults because it's percent yeah. even the kids.
0: Yeah, it's got a bunch of layers to it. And I think that's super interesting. Stephen, you, you were pointing a little bit to this. What are the top five costumes yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
3: that
0: you're seeing that people are, are really wanting and that are the most popular?
3: It's always influenced very much by various things. So you sort of have to break that into into segments you know, movies and TV are always at or near the top of the list. So, you know, we mentioned Barbie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Wednesday.
0: Ah, uh, uh, yeah. We that yes. Show. yes. Yes, yes. There
3: are going to be a lot of Wednesdays. So <laughs> lot of Wednesdays <laughs> yes. On Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tuesday. Yes. Um,
3: yes. Another really fun one that just sort of comes out of the woodwork because I like to make it interesting is this BBC show called Bluey. Mm. Now, that is a... Uh, a adult and kids matching costumes. I saw a lot of people, um, you know, really shopping with the whole family to develop those mm. characters.
2: What part of your store oh. is uh, putting pieces together so that I can co-create my own costume, and you help me? But it's kind of my costume mm. versus something that you put together for. Like, how do you how do you do that within the store? Have people who you know, costumes that are already put together. So I just buy all the pieces versus I come in with an idea and I'm trying to look to you to help me do it.
3: So we have a section in the store that is just, you know, sort of accessories and Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. create a costume, we call it. Um, And so they're just sort of classic uh, elements that you can piece together body wear. And then there's always, you know, sort of cat tails and and other types of We have a, a Sherlock Holmes Pipe and we have a you know a gavel if you want to be a judge, and you know, so there are just it, that kind of creativity is we really always encourage. Uh, because when I, I was reading today, I, I went on to chat GPT mm. to see what they would say is the best costume. Oh, interesting, oh, good you know, idea. <laughs> their best advice of the whole thing, and you know, I remember that, um, uh, the professor Morton says that uh, you know, chat GPT hallucinates, and they do, but when he said that was smart. ChatGPT is that it
2: had to be fun mm. and it had to be you, and so that's oh. really the the ingredient. That's interesting. That and so, so what part? Like I was saying, what part of the store is that way? Like what part is that's the store? It's in the mix of the humor section in the back of the store.
0: Right. Yeah, because one of the one of the years last year, Barbara, I did exactly what you said. Was I sort of got a really cool, you know pig mask, and I got a cloak, and then I got this giant bloody sickle, and I made up this story about this, you know, this this pig demon that comes in and exacts revenge on all the farmers who have slaughtered his brethren. So it's like this, I think to Stephen's point, there's a lot if you really want to like go in and like do something to your point that's really like customized, that's a really cool aspect of what, uh, of what yeah, they're doing. Yeah, because
2: that's what I was thinking, because I, you know, you know, if you're, I know men and women are different on this, like men like to buy off the mannequin and women like to create their own look Uh and I was just wondering in costumes like how people feel like that if everybody's Barbie maybe you don't want to be Barbie maybe you want to be a bloody Barbie or something so you want to do something that makes it unique yeah great point
0: my my wife decided to do gloria stein and barbie so gloria stein and barbie that's perfect
2: (laughs) yeah so you want to be able to facilitate that you know we were talking earlier about this co-creation and make it something that becomes yours and that's really unique Um, and one way you were saying that people do it is like coming in together and doing things together as a family or something like that so you could be Family Barbie. Um, mm-hmm. But another way to do it is to take a traditional one and then just add different flourishes yeah. or do something that makes it different with makeup or something like that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: It's always, there's so much creativity and people do things that, uh, you know, they do collabs, they crush things together. Um, so they have two different characters in one. Mm. It's, uh, you know, you got a lot of imagination with that. That's the fun thing about Halloween. There is not a bad
2: Halloween. Mm, <laughs> yeah. interesting, yep. interesting. And so, you know, I've been walking around Philly to just look at the decorations in the house, you know, around houses, and now I've gotten some favorite houses that I know always decorate uh, yes, them up. Yes, and yes. it seems to me yep. that the the threshold is getting higher and higher. Huge. So, these houses yeah. that yeah. used to be good feel like they have to outdo themselves yes. every yes. single year. So, yes. we're just seeing this escalation of yes. holl- of ho- uh, Halloween decoration. Have you noticed that kind yeah. of thing yeah. that people want to do more more and more
3: sure it's uh you know you gotta out do your neighbors Got decoration to. wars yeah. um, decoration we keep wars in the bar <laughs> we keep raising the bar you know again this is the sort of thing that you know you're out there and you're kind of have the the opportunity to to really do it all and i think the whole industry has really moved on that um and you know the decorations are things people store from year to year so they just keep layering on more and more to to, yeah that's uh, true you know, they right story.
2: Mm-hmm. So you have that stuff but you want to put that up and you want to go out and buy something <laughs> buy new, something new something so new, you yeah. can build on the I I don't know that you'll know the answer to this, but I'm thinking of you as my Halloween expert, so I'm going to give you a shot on it anyway. I I have a sense that trick-or-treating isn't necessarily what it used to be. It's really Mm. more about Halloween parties Mm. and neighborhood get-togethers and things like that. And people Mm. are really moving away from the whole idea of trick-or-treating. That's just a general sense I'm getting. I don't know if you know anything about that or Mm. if you have a sense on any of that. I would agree with you
3: that essentially things are migrating the anonymous trick-or-treating somebody just ringing your doorbell mm. and you have no yeah. idea who they are uh, is I, I think is certainly changing To yes. so like you were talking about um, whole city blocks are like carving off that their, their yes. a, a whole block and yes. that's where the, the event is taking place So people yes. are getting into their cars and going to a destination
1: to yes. Treat, yes. where yes. they
3: know that it's safe that all the yes. house could being done and it's a whole experience. And definitely, to your point, the parties are the culmination. Yes. It always ends in a party. Yes, um, And I think that's one of the key drivers, uh, Barbara, that we've seen over the years that's really created the, the, the increase in size of the market uh, because it's just so much more participation.
2: You know, because that has an interesting implication from a business model. Like, if you were doing trick-or-treating, you're basically just buying, you know, a costume and then maybe a little holder to keep candy in and buying candy. But if it's culminating in in an activity, in a neighborhood activity or a party, then... There, like there's a lot more to buy actually yeah, yeah, there's a, the party complete, decorations yeah. there's everybody has a costume it like i if if it was a trick-or-treating holiday as an adult i wouldn't buy a costume mm. but if it's going to be this culmination where the the neighborhood gets together and does something yeah. then i would want to do something yeah. to be festive and i would imagine you would see that in people's purchases sure and you know i i, I know you Pretty
3: well. I don't imagine you trick or treating from door right. so right. to door.
0: Wow! Now party. that would be scary. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. So <laughs> yeah. you know, you outgrow. Who's this tricky,
0: witch treating? that's asking for exactly. for candy? Yeah, exactly. Candy. candy. Yeah, but
2: but I think that's an interesting idea oh, that Christ the um, that the holiday has morphed. Into moving away from this, which is kind of a scary idea, you know, in today's world, going door to door. I don't think people want to do that. But but not moving away from the neighborhood center, the community idea right. of getting together for Halloween. Right. And, and it, it's culminating in these higher, uh, you know, like you were saying, decoration, your outdoor decoration kind of thing. Mm. But even more than that, just creating this community feeling of Halloween. Yep. So stores, I'm sure, will be taking advantage of it, you yeah. know, and neighborhoods and streets and just means more to buy more to decorate. <laughs> well it
0: also means to your point Barbara, it's like creating uh, creating and to what your point is as well Stephen creating a, a richer experience. That creates a more powerful memory, which from a consumption perspective, that's, that's interesting, right? Because sort of we always see this in the sort of the, the, the analogy playing out in other areas where people are moving away from the, the stuff, the things, the candy, and moving, you know, the product into something that's more experiential. Let's have a party. Let's do karaoke. Let's have fun. Right, let's right. dress up. Let's, you know, do all these sorts of things. So it's just maybe just playing out, you know, in this Halloween world as well. What are your thoughts?
2: You know, one other thing before you answer, Stephen, let me add another piece to it so you can just answer a lot of things at once. But uh, that whole idea. But I I think the other thing that I feel like we're talking about is that it's in real life. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's it's a person-to-person kind of thing. I don't know. You can tell us how much metaverse and, mm. you know, an yeah. online kind of activity there is here. But what I'm feeling is if this neighborhood thing is coming, it really is – a. a in person kind of activity that Halloween is really specialized, you know, really affecting. Is that true or? I I, I
3: think it definitely is true. I think it's a very social event. Yes. Very family oriented event. Yeah. Friends group oriented event. Yep. You are with you are with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that you sit in your uh, in your home alone and you uh, sort of experience online. No, definitely not. Uh, we are, and this really goes back. And we showed this kind of resilience right through COVID. Mm. Um, if you remember when we spoke in, in 2020, right? You know, we actually ran our stores. I mean, we were kind of the first people back, mm. and people found a way because it's also outdoors often,
1: right? right.
3: So you are know, able to really find a way to socialize and do it safely uh, and do it with the people that you care about. And you know, the kids, the kids definitely throw their group parties and they, and they uh, you know, they travel in this. And the other thing that's happening um, that, you know, to I talk about the market expanding mm-hmm. is there's so many other expressions of the kids are going to park. They do something called trunk or treat. Yes. Uh, we have grades in yes. schools yes. and in offices. Yes. Um, and so there's, and there's multiple parties. And so huh. there's a lot of activity. It's not just the one
2: night anymore. Yeah, that's in, that's the Halloween season, yeah. you know, and yeah, you yeah. have parties exactly. all week or beforehand, was, and in school yeah. and at home, and yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's great for our spirit because you got to buy stuff was, for all of those it, activities. It will, it, it will start on Thursday, <laughs> and <laughs> does, but does it end? Is it is it like Christmas? Once it's over, it's over, or is there like post Halloween parties too? Mm. Well, I, you know, I, there is a a
3: natural simmer. There's a great deal of enthusiasm for Halloween that actually sort of shows up that, that is, you know, sort of constantly engaged. Um, and we stay engaged with it throughout the year as well. So there's always elements of it. Um, so I would say it's not a
2: over. It just gets a little bit less uh, ubiquitous. So it's not over. You're Is that what you're really saying, that it's not over on October 31st? Well, I, I think for the fans, I, I, I think for the true fans, fans who love Halloween, right. they're already thinking about what
3: they're going to do next year. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's really, it's so much on the point of They're looking around and seeing what everybody's doing. They're looking at their neighbors to, see, to uh, you know take it one more step. So, yeah, I, I would say that. Let me put it this
2: way. It's never over for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm sure that's true. Let me ask you about something else that I know you do at Spirit, and you have a fundraising arm of Spirit mm-hmm. Halloween. Uh, right. Can you talk a little bit about that? Certainly, I can. It's very
3: big. It's a huge point of pride for the organization. Uh, we have a, a uh, organization called Spirit of Children, where we support 159 child life departments and hospitals throughout the United States and mm. Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, we fundraise in-store, the store, uh, and it really goes directly to the kids. 100% of what we raise uh, goes to the child life departments, um, and 100% of the, what we raise stays locally in the community. Every one of our stores is affiliated. Like in Philadelphia, we're affiliated with Shop, and we're affiliated with Shriners. Those those proceeds go right directly to those institutions. We've raised, we hope to raise $18 billion this year. Wow. We've raised over $110 million in life of the program. Um, on top of that, we throw Halloween parties in each one of the hospitals. Mm. We've donated over 20,000 costumes nice. um, and really brings a little bit of normalcy mm-hmm. to kids who are in that situation. Yeah. Not only them, but their families and the staffs as well. It's something that really kind of connects so well with the magic of Halloween Mm. that these kids can, you know, transform, get into costume and enjoy a little bit of Halloween despite the situation. So Mm -hmm. it's become synonymous with, uh, you know, sort of our giving back to our communities.
2: I love this. I mean, what I love about this, I know you're very philanthropic and these kind of issues do matter. So I know this is very authentic. Yes. And I really like the idea that you're doing something for the children, giving back. Uh, you know, it, it's it's such a happy conversation. Sure. Halloween is happy. It's a big party. And you're like trying to take advantage. I mean, give this to other people who may not be able to afford it as easily or maybe sick or something like that. It's a real feel-good yes. story. Totally. <laughs> So feel and you know what else? From a business perspective, mm. it's very much
3: organization point of pride with our associates. They feel like they're doing something good. The point of pride with our guests, because you know they're they're giving a dollar or two dollars, but this micro philanthropy turns mm. into real, significant and important contributions to these institutions. Um, and it's because of you know the power of what we do that it so easily you know sort of has become this gigantic
2: endeavor. You know, it's interesting well, back when I was a kid we used to collect pennies for UNICEF, you know, like yourself, it's right. always yeah. been associated with thinking about yes. Halloween as honoring the children and giving some money to children who who may not Be able to afford it, or may not be able to do what you know your kids are doing. So I think there's a long tradition of doing this, and I think it's just very consistent with the holiday and with what people like of that Halloween. So I'm really glad that you're keeping this up and starting this tradition. Uh,
3: It's it's amazing, um, and it's an easy ask and an easy give, and everybody feels good about it. Let me
0: ask you. Let me ask you this, Stephen. So if if you were to put on your, you know, if you were to look in the crystal ball. And you were to forecast, you know, Halloween 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now. What does it look like? Does it not change much at all? I mean, what, what do you think? Like, are, I mean, what are some of the cool things or trends that you think might be happening in the future with respect to this unbelievable holiday?
3: Uh, that's a great question. You know, I, I told you I talked to ChatGPT. I asked ChatGPT that question. They said they can't predict the future. <laughs> that was the my- <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd like to think 10 years is a long time, but let's say the next three to five, you know, Halloween does have an impact on the day of the week. So as it gets to, you know, I think it's 20, where are we? 23. I think it's 2026. Mm-hmm. But it's back on Saturday. Right. So that makes a big difference as well. Oh, it really elevates the event. It's like it just, oh, that's it interesting. just creates this crescendo around it. Mm-hmm. But I, I cannot see it getting getting less popular. Gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. It's just such a to Barbara's point. There's something about Halloween that creates this enthusiasm and connection yeah. that people really uh, strive for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's it's pure, unadulterated fun. Uh, it's a, again a social experience that we're all longing for. And uh, you know, there's no judgment, there's no risk, there's no <laughs> there, there, there's no no pressure. You know, even during the, some of the other holidays. Gift giving involved, or you have to do something for something. You, mm. there's, there's oh, that's interesting! i doing the right thing. Yeah, I think. Halloween Hey, you're really you're just gathering, and it's uh, so. I, no I certainly mm-hmm. particularly. I, I would say one thing about Halloween that I think has really been one of the driving forces. And you know, we also run Spencers, and we actually did a study with a, with with a couple of board professors, you know, and talked about why these businesses were actually thriving in this in this environment, and one of the Key findings was that we are an antidote to stress. Mm. And unless you think that stress levels are going down, (laughs) it would make an argument that Halloween is going to continue to be that much more, have that much more impact because we are an antidote to that.
2: Yeah, you know, and now speaking about, you know, stress not going down, the polarization and the division of things. And what I like about Halloween yeah. is it's yeah. a holiday for everybody. Everybody. And I do like the idea that there aren't gifts. There's no pressure. And in fact, you know, if you're worried about body image or whatever, those kinds of <laughs> things that young kids might be feeling, you just put a costume <laughs> on and cover that right up. You That's know, right. Like That's whatever right. the issue is. That's right. So it really allows for you the kinds of things that people are talking about that the metaverse allows for. You know, you can let your avatar look different than you are. You yeah. can do some fantastic things on the metaverse, but in Halloween, <laughs> it's the you, real can thing.
0: you can do fantastic the real
2: thing. things in real life, yeah. and you can be whoever you want to be mm-hmm. on Halloween. One
0: hundred percent.
3: You have the permission to express yourself in a safe way,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and no one will, you know, so no one will call you out on that. And that's really the, you know, sort of the magic of it. Um, and uh, you know, it's permission. It's permission to express yourself. And to uh, you know, use your imagination. Let your imagination run wild. So, uh, yeah, got a lot of good care- got a lot of good qualities for the idea of you know bringing joy to the world.
2: So, let me ask you just on a business sense. So, like you're doing this, and I know, do you have like, and like you said, you're you run not only Spirit but Spencer. Um, what? What are your future growth plans or things like that? Are, are you just going to keep doing what you've always been doing, or do you have ideas on taking things bigger? Or how, how do you think about business?
3: Well, here's what I'd say, and I'm going to be a little vague on this because we've got things that we're working on that, uh, you know, we've always got things in the hopper. But, you know, the, the base, the core business is going to continue to grow. Um, the limitation on the spirit side in our mind is really just from a is a logistical capacity you know we are literally standing up 1500 locations Mm. from zero interesting and if you just think about the amount of boxes that we're moving literally millions of boxes all going at the same time to all these disparate places just that challenge that supply chain challenge Mm. is limited by physical space so the market is way bigger than we have access to um today but we continue to grow in a systematic and methodical way because one of the things about this very complicated business is you have to know that you can take the next step. You've seen other people try this pop-up business, tried a couple of stores, and then went to over 600 in like a year. Mm. And you knew it was an implosion because you just don't understand the amount of complexity, the amount of difficulty. It's, it's like you know, Lucy in the uh, chocolate factory. <laughs> And those things start coming down, down, the, uh, you know, down the, 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 the payer, yes, you know, yes, and you don't oh, have man. the capacity to hold it. They just, they're just yeah. throwing them in your dress. <laughs> and that's really what, we, what we've done for over 40 years. You know, interestingly, in Spencer's, you interested in this, um, we've started to establish a presence outside of the malls. Oh. Uh, they're really don't, I don't expect there to be significantly more malls built mm. in this country. Um, and so we, we're now taking our show outside. Um, and so far, so good. It's a different experience. Mm. But you're seeing a number of the mall operators do that by necessity. Mm. But when you get into markets that are not, you know, sort of well served by malls, the, the Walmart center is, always, is really the center of retail. Right. And so we, we think that we have an ability to be successful out there as well. Interesting. So that's really the, the, that's the physical part of what
2: we're doing. That's really. And then of interesting. course we have
3: our we have our you know our e-commerce, and we're looking at some other things that we're doing as well. But mm. the things that you know best, those are those are the two. Those are our two tracks.
2: Well, that's pretty interesting. Well, awesome. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Sir. Um, and where can our listeners it's go so to follow fun. you online and to see all the stuff that you're doing? I uh, you to to Mm. Pretty easy. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. That's all we have time for today. We'd like to thank you all for listening today, and happy Halloween. And we'll be back next week. Till then, this has been Marketing Matters. I'm Barbara Kahn, here with America's Read, Business Radio, Sirius XM 132.